What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Hoop Culture Podcast. My name is Dakota Ains. That's Jaden Simmons. Jaden, it has been a crazy day. It had has. The, had the WrestleMania pregame uh, press conference for the yeah uh, for the WWE today. We had a lot of trades happen in the NBA. Um, but first of all, before we dive into that content, how you doing, man? Hey, it's, it's a good week. It's a good day. Um, everything's going up. Got to hang out with my family this week. So, you know, everything's good. How about you? It's been crazy. It's been crazy. Um, been glued to my laptop. Um, yeah. Studying uh, for a big exam, studying for um, other stuff, doing work for Phantom Sports. But, um, yeah, it has been nothing but crazy but i'm uh actually down at my girlfriend's house right now that's why you know you don't see the white uh doors in the background um but yeah you know this has been probably one of the craziest trade deadlines that i can remember um yeah you know coming into it we kind of knew who was on the market you know what guys we could expect to be traded but over the as time went on today, we weren't really seeing any of those names get moved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was guys that, like, we thought weren't even on the market. Like, Pat Bev, you know, um, Cameron Payne got traded. Uh, yep. Gordon Hayward, I mean, his name was on the market. We didn't see DeJounte Murray get traded. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, it was a good day, though. Um you know, we didn't really see that superstar trade that, as we usually see, you know, around the deadline. But I feel like a lot of teams, they went in, and especially a lot of contenders, they went in and they added those depth pieces that they needed uh, that, that can get them over that hump. And so, like, me, you know, as a basketball purist, I love seeing trades like that. Uh, I love uh, a lot of the deals that happened today, especially for uh, th- those teams that were adding, you know, those quality you know, a guy that could start for him or, or a guy that could be a sixth, seventh man for him. Like that really is what separates the, uh, the, the, the different tiers of those playoff teams. So I think that there were a lot of good moves today. Yeah. And there, there's a couple big ones that really caught my interest. Um, the main one here, and we're, we're going to talk about, you know, the, these big ones, the main one that really caught my interest was the Bucks swapping Cameron Payne for Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. It just didn't really make too much sense. I mean, I know they, they want to get better defensively. And maybe Patrick Beverly is a Doc Rivers guy. You know, he played for Doc Rivers last year. You know, he's played in mm-hmm. he's played with the Clippers in the past. You know, but it just didn't really make sense for the Bucks to go out and get Patrick Beverly. I mean, he's not the greatest defender, right? He's not going to yeah. start unless you start him at, you know, at the two guard or start him at the one and move Dame to the two. But I, either way, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And also, like, he's 35 years old. Like, mm-hmm. I just – I would think that they would go and get people that would fit their timeline a little bit more because, I mean, you already have Dame that's 31. Uh, you have Middleton. I believe he's 30. Giannis is 29. Brooke Lopez is, is 34. Like, 
they have a really old team. And I, I don't think that adding a 35-year-old Patrick Beverly opens their championship window. Um, honestly, the way that they're playing right now, I don't even think that they're a top three team in the Eastern Conference. So, like, I just don't really see how this is helping them much, you know, especially with Doc Rivers as, as the head coach. Yeah, and we're, we're talking about a team that's, I th- what are they, one and three right now with Doc as the head coach? Yeah, with, with some terrible blown leads, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it goes to show, like, this team needs more than just, you know, veteran presence that can play defense somewhat, you know, at the age of 35 at, as the backup point guard. Like, yeah, this team needs something different. This And this just this trade isn't it. It's not. It's not. I agree with you. Plus, with the beef that, you know, Lillard and – uh, Patrick Beverly have had in the past, man. I like, yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, they they were roasting each other for missing the playoffs, you know. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, Dame said earlier today that that the beef is squashed, but you know, R- Russell Westbrook said the same thing in in L.A. a couple of years ago. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. I I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other big trade that really caught my attention was the one that the Knicks did today. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. That one, I'll, I'll let you uh, give your thought on it here in a minute, but uh, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks to the New York Knicks for Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Ryan Arcidi Acano. Two future second round picks and cash considerations. I wanted Quentin Grimes in Portland. Uh, Portland did make a move, which uh, surprised me a little bit. I didn't think them. I didn't see them really getting a player back, especially a player that can, you know, a young player like the player that they got. But I wanted. Uh, Quentin Grimes in Portland. I wanted Jericho Sims in Portland. Uh, But apparently, you know, Malcolm Brogdon didn't get traded. Jeremy Grant didn't get traded. Um, Yeah. Uh, But I kind of like this move. I I really like this move for the Knicks because Boyan Bogdanovich really adds, you know, a veteran shooting piece to the Knicks uh, front court. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic about this trade. Uh, I was talking to my dad uh, a week ago and he was saying to me, he said, man, I really hope that the Knicks bring in Bojan Bogdanovic at the trade deadline. Mm. And I wouldn't mind if Alec Burks came back either. And you know, he, he, he's the first person that planted the seed in my mind, but I was like, Hmm, could we make this work? And so, you know, of course, as, as a Knicks fan does, I went on my little trade machine and tweet, tweaked uh, some contracts, seeing the way this could get uh, done. I tweeted uh, in a – no, I put in a group chat with, with some of my friends. I said, I need to see the alert today that the New York Knicks are sending Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes, Ryan Archidiacono, and a first-round pick to Detroit for Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. And an hour later, we get the news, and I'm just like – First off, I'm over the moon because we got we bring in Burks and Bogdanovich. 
but I'm even more like excited because we didn't give up a first round pick. And I'm just like, man, we didn't give up a first in the OG trade. We didn't give up a first in this trade. We still have eight first round picks to use if we want to trade for a superstar in the future. And that's crazy to me. But like you said, man, Bogdanovich, he's averaging 20 points per game. He shoots 43% from three. Alec Burke shoots 41% from three. And I mean, if you watch the uh, the Knicks and Lakers game last Saturday on ABC, like we lost that game because they were throwing double teams at Jalen Brunson and he wasn't able to get the ball to, you know, guys who, who could space the floor. Like we had Josh Hart out there. We had Precious Achua out there. We had Isaiah Hartenstein out there. But I mean, if you <laughs> if you're putting us in a position now where you're double teaming Jalen Brunson and you have Dante DiVincenzo, OG Ananobi, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Julius Randle on the court, you can double team Brunson all you want to. Somebody's going to be open, and they're knocking down that three-pointer, man. This is the perfect like supporting cast that I've seen in a, it, like for the Knicks in my lifetime. I've never seen a Knicks team this good from top to bottom. And like I'm, yeah, Josh I'm so excited, man. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so ex- like the fact that we I, have a legitimate eleven man rotation right now is crazy. I'm just shocked that you didn't tweet or uh, put that trade in the trade proposal in the Slack. Yeah, I should have. I should have. But no, it, yeah, it, it was. I like it. I really like it for the Knicks. Um, but goes to question. Is this where the Pistons really commit to Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey starting in the backcourt? Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, the Pistons, they made like four or five different trades over the deadline. They they completely overhauled their roster. And, you know, they, they kept the core of the guys. You still got Cunningham, still got Ivey. Still have Asar Thompson and Jalen Duran, but everyone else is pretty much gutted. And like you, you saw that they uh, they waived uh, Killian Hayes earlier today. So I think they're you know really trying to do a, a full reboot of you know the supporting cast, um, bringing guys like Simone Fontecchio, bringing guys like Quentin Grimes, and just really try to start over because mm-hmm. I think that the core of guys that they had just wasn't working for them. For sure, for sure. Another big trade was the the three team one, and uh, I can't help n- now looking at the the NBA uh, trade tracker. Unfortunately, Phantom Sports is down, so I'm not looking at the Phantom Sports one uh, that you so gratefully put together. Um, but <laughs> another one that really caught my eye was, and I, I'll talk about the Chicago Bulls here in a minute. Um, but the 76ers getting Buddy Heald, the Pacers getting Firkin mm-hmm. Korkmaz, Doug McDermott, the 2024 second, the 2029 uh, second round from the Blazers, and cash considerations, and then the Spurs getting Marcus Morris, the 2029 second round pick, and cash considerations. But what I was going to say was, as I'm scrolling through this trade deadline tracker, I can't help but notice that on the podcast Twitter Earlier this week, I put out a tweet um, asking 
uh, you know, how many trades do you think will happen in the next three days? This was on February 5th. Uh, we'll go, and I said, we'll go over under five. Mm -hmm. The, um, the vote got six votes. 66% of whoever voted on this said over five. That's what we got. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just thought it was a cool stat. I, um, I really, I really did, but no, I, that, that trade that I was just talking about. I think that that's a good move uh, for the uh, the 76ers. I mean, they they need somebody that can that can score um, alongside yeah uh, Joel Embiid and who's their young guard now? Um, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Thank you. Um, they needed somebody that can score alongside him, and Buddy Hield is definitely that guy i mean he's a lot he's a knockdown three-point shooter but they also needed somebody that can help pick up the scoring load without mm. Embiid for a little while buddy healed is that yeah. guy buddy healed's been a star in mm -hmm. the league he knows what he's doing he knows how to win so this this move is uh was really good for them yeah i i agree and like uh, I had mentioned it in the trade tracker. Uh, Buddy Heald kind of plays that role that they've been missing since uh, J.J. Redick left uh, mm -hmm. all those years ago. Like, Embiid works his best when he has options on offense to, like, kind of help take the pressure off of him. And, like, we know that Tyrese Maxey's a, a shot creator. He can get his own shot at all three levels. And, you know, Tobias Harris, he is what he is, like, He's not really somebody that you're giving too much attention to. But, I mean, Buddy Hill has hit the second most three-pointers this season outside of Steph Curry. Like, he's a knockdown shooter, and he's always going to be a threat from the outside. So you can't keep people away from him. Like, you have to commit to the driving kick from Maxi or the post-passouts from Embiid, and that just opens up their offense so much more. So I really, I really do like this move for Philly a lot. Yeah, was there any trades that caught your eye? Yeah, um, the Mavericks made a couple of trades that I think improved their team a whole lot. Uh, the first one being uh, they traded Rashawn Holmes and some second-round picks for Daniel Gafford from Washington. And I really like Daniel Gafford's game a lot. You know, this he's a 10.8-rebound, he's a two-blocks guy. He's an intense lob threat. Like, he's kind of like a younger JaVale McGee, and I feel like that, that takes a lot of pressure off of Derek Lively come playoff time which is something that they really needed. And then the second trade that they made was um, sending out Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick for P.J. Washington. And I really, really like that trade for Dallas because Washington just provides so much more offensive value than Grant Williams had. You know, this is a guy that we've seen can give you 30, uh, like, on, an, on a game if he's hot. And like, if you have, you already have the foundation in, in Luca and Kyrie. You have a knockdown shooter in Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, and you know, having another guy that can give you consistent offense in PJ Washington, and having him in a bigger role than what he was in in Charlotte, you know, playing meaningful basketball. I think that's really going to help them a lot. Um, and I just love like the depth that it gives them too. Like, you don't give up any rotational players other than Grant Williams. Uh, you still have Derek Lively, you know, 
coming in to play where he can and getting that experience. But I think that Dallas made those moves really in an in a effort to firmly push themselves into the playoffs. And I, I really liked what they did today. Yeah, for sure. I could agree with you on that. Um, but with that being said, we're going to take our first break. Um, might be a, the only one that we take today, but um, here's a message about the Phantom Sports Discord. Welcome back into the Hoop Culture Podcast. Uh, Make sure to join the Phantom Sports Discord where we are trying to build the biggest and best Discord in the sports industry. Um, But, Jaden, the NBA All-Star Weekend is right around the corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Participants were announced. But the three-point contest looks good, but the dunk contest... I don't know about it. I mean, it, it's it's kind of weak this year. Yeah, and and really, this has been a, a problem for, I mean, six or seven years at this point. And I, I saw that uh, Doctor J says something about it. Uh, I believe it was on some show or a podcast. He said that it's disappointing that the egos of NBA superstars prevent them from doing things like the dunk contest. Because like everyone like no, it seems like stars are afraid to do it, and so I'm I'm very happy that Jalen Brown stepped up to the plate and he's gonna gonna do it this year. I don't think he's gonna win it, but like Jalen Brown taking that step of showcasing, hey, maybe we can get some bigger names here. Because it's a shame when you know the defending champion is a G leaguer and you know the other three fields and the other two in the field are Jaime Jaquez, who's a rookie, and Jacob Toppin, who literally played his first NBA minutes tonight. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, can, can we get some more proven names out there? And, you know, even if it's not superstars, can we get some young guys in there? I mean, we, we had guys like Anthony Simons do it before. We had Donovan Mitchell do it in his sophomore year. But, like, it would have been really cool to see, like, the Thompson twins do it mm-hmm. or, like, Anthony Edwards or, uh, you know, John Morant's injured. But, Scoot like, Henderson, guys Sharp. like that. Yeah, like I, I think that we should see people embracing that dunk contest instead of running away from it. And I, I just think that we're not going to see that for a while because nobody – I feel like people are just afraid that they're not going to live up to Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon. But, like, right? you never know until you do it. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the biggest trade deadline – or, no, excuse me, one of the biggest dunk contests in recent memory. I mean, that that one was just wonderful. But the performance that um, Anthony Simons put off a couple of years ago, I mean, that wasn't bad either. Simons literally ran away Mm -hmm. with that thing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we definitely need to see some stars there. I can agree with that. Um, Hopefully, you know, like you said, Jalen Brown entering the dunk contest does motivate some uh, bigger names to participate in in it next year. I mean, I... I wouldn't mind having, you know, say 
two big name veteran guys and two young guys. Yeah. You know, heck, wouldn't even mind having, you know, one big name player, two young guys like in the league today, like Shaden Sharp and say like uh, Osar Thompson and mm-hmm. a G leaguer, you know, that, that could really be a good squad to run in the dunk contest. I mean, yeah, you know, Mac McClung obviously put on a great show last year. You know, we, we all saw mm-hmm. it, you know, it wasn't like he was horrible or anything, but mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that we're seeing him in the dunk contest for the third straight year, you know, and then we're seeing guys like Jacob Toppin, who, you know, like you said, just played his first minutes tonight uh, here on the night of the, of the trade deadline, February 8th, 2024. Uh, Jaime Jaquez and Jalen Brown. Like, you know, we can do better than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, in the future, especially with the younger guys that are coming in the league, that they're, they, they want that challenge. And... Uh, you know, who knows? I really want to see Anthony Edwards do it one day, and I really want to see John Morant do it one day. So uh, ho- hopefully Jalen Brown can motivate those guys. We need to see a John Morant versus Zion Williamson dunk contest. Absolutely. I don't – did we ever get that back in the day, like when they were first came into the, the league? I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, we need to see it. Those two, uh, hey, get them in the dunk contest next year. If if anybody from the league is watching the podcast, get them in the league next year. We want to see it. Um, but the yeah, the other events got the Kia Skills Challenge with Team Pacers: Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Mathurin, and Miles Turner versus uh, Team Top Picks: Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Wembanyama. And Team All-Stars, nice. Scotty Burns, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. Honestly, I have to go with Team Top Picks here. Yeah, love same the, here. Love the Pacers, but that Team Top Picks with Anthony Edwards, Victor Wembanyama, and Ben Caro, that is nasty. Yeah, that's a squad. <laughs> that is a squad and a half. Like, yeah, you, you can't get it's- better than that. It's going to be so funny to see Victor Wembanyama doing the skills challenge because, like, I mean, he's 7'4 with guard skills, so it's just going to look so silly, like, going in between the cones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we got the three-point contest, um, which, you know, we, we had talked about, you know, a little bit. Um, participants in this, Malik Beasley. Don't know about him being in it, but okay. Uh, Jalen Brunson, <laughs> your boy. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, yep. Damian Lillard, Lowry Markkinen, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. I can see why every other, like everybody else, in the is in here, but I don't know why Malik Beasley's in it. He he just wanted a trip to the All Star Weekend, man. I guess. I mean, makes sense, <laughs> but. Um, I, I guess maybe he does have one of the best three-point shooting percentages in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. Um, but, yeah, your pick here. I'm going with Brunson, man. I, I, you know, he, he's a Nick. He's been shooting the ball really well. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, you know, who else who else would I cheer for here? I mean, shout out to Halliburton though. That's my guy. But but let's let's go with the Brunson burner. Oh man. Um let's see. Who am I going to take? Well, I, I would say Tyrese Halliburton. I love Halliburton. Um mm-hmm. he is a star. He is going to be yeah. a star in this league. But since there's no Blazers, I gotta go second best to that. Take the boy who homegrown in Portland. Um my boy Damien Dame Dollar. Defending uh, champ, Dame Dollar. Yep. Back to back. Back to back? Yes. I'm I'm taking Dame back to back. I dig it. And then the third event of the uh, All-Star Weekend this year is the Stefan versus Sabrina three-point challenge. And look, I absolutely love the fact that they added this this year. I think this has been needing to happen since Sabrina Ionescu was at Oregon. Mm -hmm. Sabrina Ionescu is just something else. She is a star. She is more than a star. She is just a stud out there on the court. She can do pretty much anything you want her to do. And Shane, if you're watching the podcast, I know you're going to disagree with us. But (laughs) you're a Warriors fan. You're a little biased on this. Both of us, we talked about this before the show. Both of us, Jaden and myself, are taking Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm locked in on Sabrina. Uh, She just set the the record for best performance in a three-point shootout ever. Like, what was it? 38? Like, it's, it's like, I was watching it in awe. Cause I'm just like, she's not missing. And you know, Sabrina Ionescu, she's a knockdown shooter. She's has one of the best forms in basketball. And you know, Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, but I mean, Curry has all the pressure on him in this situation. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I, like you said, I'm very happy that they introduced this. Um, I hope they continue it moving forward. Maybe have like the the WNBA three point champion, you know, come back every year at All Star Weekend to go against uh, a top NBA shooter. I would love to see uh, Caitlin Clark in this competition once once she gets to the league as well because she's incredible at shooting the ball. And if you didn't see the performance that Sabrina put on last year. Go watch it on the Phantom Sports Industries YouTube channel because it's there and it was absolutely stunning. Incredible. You may have to scroll down through the videos a little bit to get to it, but it was absolutely <laughs> amazing. It was just, it was one of the best performances in a three point contest that I've seen in some time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually, matter of fact, it's between the, it's actually right after the, uh, first episode of the Hoop Culture podcast on the Phantom Sports, uh, YouTube page. So there you go. 
watch the podcast, <laughs> then watch the video. Boom. You got yourself a For basketball sure. day. How about that? Um, but, no. Today, we saw uh, the unveiling of the... I'm going to share my screen here. The Kobe Bryant statue. Probably the most iconic player to wear a Lakers uniform. And so, like, you know, when, when you're synonymous with the greatest franchise in the sport, you deserve praise like this. Yeah, absolutely. And there is the statue right there. Uh, Vanessa Bryant was the one to unveil it. That was actually pretty nice to have for the NBA to do. Um, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I I don't think that they could have unveiled a better statue than that. And for everybody that is downgrading the pose of this statue, Kobe Bryant was actually the one to pick the pose. So there's no reason to downgrade it. Like that. It wasn't on the NBA to choose it. It wasn't on the Lakers to choose it. It wasn't on Vanessa Bryant to choose it. Kobe Bryant had picked this out before he died. He wanted the one where he was pointing to the sky. Mm-hmm. So, Mamba live on forever. Yes. All right. Well, um, yeah, with that being said, um, let's see. What else did we have to talk about today? Uh, there was a couple of guys that got uh, released or bought out after the trade deadline. Um, you know, couldn't really find some new homes for them. But uh, I think they're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of names to watch on over the next few days of, of those guys in the buyout market. Uh, you got guys like Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, you got Kyle Lowry, uh, Marcus Morris, um, Danilo Gallinari. These, these are guys that I think are really going to be you know, in talks with some contenders um, to, you know, come in, play about like play where you can plug and play. I'm really hoping that uh, the Knicks bring back Marcus Morris. Uh, you know, we have two open roster spots at, after the uh, Alec Burks Bogdanovich trade and Morris was great for us, brought great defensive intensity. So I'm really hoping that, that we see him uh, back in, in the blue and orange, but um yeah, I, I think that those are going to be the main names. I know Dan Whitty's been getting a lot of attention, though. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at a list here of guys on the buyout market. You've got Dan Whitty, who you mentioned. Uh, you've got Marcus Morris, Joe Harris, Killian Hayes, Robin Lopez, uh, Daniel House, and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I'm interested to see where Killian Hayes ends up. I'm... You know, former seventh overall pick didn't really work out that well in Detroit, but I don't think his career is over. I think he'll he'll find another home. Wouldn't mind seeing him end up in somewhere like Portland. You know, somewhere where there's no pressure to do good, mm -hmm. but you know, doing well wouldn't hurt, right? You know, because the Blazers could use a guard off the bench. I mean, you know they they don't have you know they they have. Um, obviously their guard rotation right now is, you know, blocked by, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, and when he comes back, and Anthony Simons. But, you mm -hmm. know, bringing a guy like, like Killian Hazen with no pressure on, you know, for him to come off the bench, you know, kind of fill in a, like a 
a shooting guard slash small forward role, would it be a bad option? You know, somewhere mm-hmm. like the Hornets. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad option either. You know, yeah. he just needs to go somewhere where the pressure is not going to be on him to do well, but also somewhere where they have a veteran guy, kind of like Brogdon or, mm-hmm. you know, like a Kyle Lowry, if he doesn't get, you know, bought off the, or um, he doesn't go into the buyout market. Like if the Hornets decide to keep him, you know, somebody that has a veteran guy that can help mentor Killian Hayes at this point in his career. Yeah. Maybe he could even end up in uh, in San Antonio, you know. Maybe he has some uh, – some, I don't know if him and Wimbanyama have played together in, like, international play, but, you know, they're, they're both French. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, San Antonio has, a, has, you know, a French point guard in their history that was, that was pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Parker. Uh, so, who knows? Maybe they, they do something over there. For sure. And, and- – the Blazers also do have a G League team now, too. So, I mean, even if Killian Hayes goes to the G League, which there's like 29 G League teams now, mm-hmm. you know, he's still going to get a shot, you know, to perform and find his name in the, um, find his name, you know, with the team uh, into heading into next year. I mean, he- probably by the end of this season. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that he'd be on the market very long. Um, but I think that's all that we had for today. Um, not a lot of news outside of the trade deadline this week. Um, but, man, looking forward to that All-Star weekend coming up. Yes, I guess, I guess uh, this podcast will be out before the Super Bowl. So, with that being said, Jaden, what's your Super Bowl pick? Ah, I'm taking, I'm taking San Francisco, man. Uh, I think that they have the the right offensive tools. I think Brock Purdy's good enough to get the job done. And I want to see my boy Debo Samuel bring it back to South Carolina, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was actually on the college football podcast earlier, uh, as well um if you haven't checked that out go do so um had a special guest on um but he and he said uh that he was taking the niners as well um and no disrespect to the chiefs i think they're a great ball club but i i'm taking the niners i mean gotta gotta support my brother's team (laughs) so uh with that being said um Thank you, everybody, for tuning into today's podcast. Uh, stay connected with the Hoop Culture Podcast on Twitter uh, at Hoop Culture Pod. Stay connected with Phantom Sports on every social media platform: Discord, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You name it, we're there. That being said, thanks so so much, everybody. Once again, my name is Dakar Haynes. That's Jaden Simmons. We'll see you next time, right here on the Phantom Sports. Hoop Culture Podcast.